Hello everybody, welcome back to Around the Slice. Now I'm just gonna be um I'm just gonna be frank with you here right off the top. There's not gonna be much of an intro because I just am so 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 excited to talk about what I have planned to discuss for today. So let's just get into it. I know that intro is like under 30 seconds, but let's just get into it. So I will explain that what we're gonna talk about today. I think you guys already know. If you've been watching me on my for a long time, whether it be my YouTube channel, you follow me on Twitter, um, TikTok, this podcast recently, I'm a Bills fan. Diehard Bills fan. I have been all my life. And then into my teenage years, I really got into the fandom. So I guess you could say I'm part of Bills Mafia, and that's really not a bad thing because after what they displayed last night, I just love this team so much, man. I just love this team so much. So without further ado, let's just jump right in. So today I'm going to give you, so this is, let's give me, a, let's give me, let's give you, let's discuss a rundown of how things are going to go here. So we're going to do stack up, stock down. Well, rewind a bit. First, we're going to go over the box score, Bill's offensive player stats, Bill's defensive player key stats, not as much the defense, but, you know, if there was something that stood out. Rams offensive player stats, which, spoiler, if you watch the game, wasn't much. But we'll talk about that. Rams defensive stats, again, was pretty horrible. Um, if you watch the game, which I'm assuming you all did. It wasn't only the first Bills game of the season, not only the first Rams game of the season. It was the projected, super, well, it was the first NFL game for any team this season. One out of, like, 250-something games. But it was the defending Super Bowl champs against the perceived crystal ball Super Bowl champs go in the Buffalo Bills going into the season this year. So without further ado, let's just get into the segment. I don't really have a name for it, but let's just get into the box score. So obviously, I didn't have time to discuss it on this podcast, but I am ashamed to admit after seeing last night. Sadly, I unfortunately, I did have the Bills losing in this one. 40 to 37, just because I thought the difference, the small little edge that the Rams had, they had Jalen Ramsey, and we had an inexperienced um, secondary, especially the corners. The safeties were fine in Poyer and Hyde, especially the corners with um, Dane Jackson, Kyrie Elam, and Christian Benford. But as you can see, they won 31 to 10, and I happily, happily was wrong. And I wish I picked the Bills. I'm never going against my team again. Uh, Bills win 31 to 10. That could, as we did, as you'll see, obviously, I couldn't. That could have been farther from the truth. My, um, I'm sorry, my prediction could have been more wrong. So let's just go to ESPN.com here. Um, sorry if this is a little slow, but NFL section. Uh, let's go to scores. I just want to provide some box stat, box score stats for you guys so you guys can have some context because I know it's hard to keep track of every single pass and every single thing um, defense, even if you write it down. <laughs> so we're not statisticians. We're not whatever you call those guys, actuaries or whatever. Uh, so then Bills, Rams, like I said, Bills clobber the Rams, defending Super Bowl champs, champions 31-10. to 10. Box score, here we go. So let's start off with the Bills offense. So uh, Josh Allen, 26 of 31, which is 
let's just say for all intents and purposes, round up 84%. So 26 of 31 uh, 84, for 84% completion percentage on the night, 297 yards, 9.6 average yards per pass. He was sacked two times, though, but that's not even a lot. His QBR is 89.9, which isn't the best. And his overall rating was 112.0. Um, but three touchdowns, two interceptions, 84%. 297 yards, 26 to 31. Unfortunately, he does have those two interceptions. I don't want to say resume because he hasn't completed the whole year yet. And he's been in the league for five, officially five years going into his, not going into, we're in his fifth year right now since we've kicked off officially. That first, that second one was on Josh Allen. Troy Hill was covering James McCrady. He tried to force one in there. We were, uh, it was tied at that point. Costly mistake, but Isaiah McKenzie, good thing it didn't cost off the Rams punts. But Isaiah McKenzie hit him right in the numbers. I don't even think he extended for it. I don't even think his hands touched the ball. I think it just bounced off the. <clears throat> Pardon me, excuse me. I think it just bounced off the numbers on his jersey, which I did not like. But we'll see in my stack up, stack down, how that I perceive McKenzie's game. Uh, Buffalo rushing, obviously Josh Allen the leading rusher like he is more often than not, more times than not for the Bills the last couple of years, in the last few years as a rookie even. Josh Allen on the ground, 10 carries, 10 rushes for 56 yards, 5.6 average, and a touchdown, of course. He always got to have that touchdown. Long uh, Devin Singletary, 8 rushes for 48 yards, 6 average. No touchdowns. No, I would have liked to see him get a touchdown, but that's whatever. That's nitpicking. I would like. To, I really want him to be around, like ideally thirteen to fifteen carries a game. Um, and that's it as RB one as the clear RB one. I think because obviously James Cook and Zach Moss are kind of an eh, performance, especially James Cook. So, but yeah, I want the eight rushes isn't enough for me for Singletary, but. Again, all this will be discussed in stack up, stack down. These are just the stats. Zach Moss, six rushes for 15 yards, 2.5. He, uh, I don't know. He, stats don't tell all. He looked powerful through the night, but if you're just looking at the box store, not, not impressive. Oh, and Zach Moss had a fumble, so that affected my perception of him. It, it didn't, man. It was garbage time, but come on. It was a pretty soft fumble. It's not like the guy was ripping at the ball. He pretty much just dropped it. Um, James Cook, one carry for two yards, two average, obviously, two divide bonus, two. His first NFL carry, literally first ever NFL carry because he's a rookie out of Georgia, fumbles the ball, goes to McDermott's doghouse. That's what they do, McDermott does. He did that to Singletary last year after he had three fumbles in two games to start the year. Weeks First two weeks, weeks one, two, James Cook fumbles it. First ever NFL snap, first ever NFL run. First effort NFL rush for that matter. And he fumbles the ball and he gets two more stamps, but it's not carries. It's like play action and fake handoff. So that didn't do much. Stefan Diggs, um, eight receptions, tw- 122 yards, 15.3 average per reception, and one touchdown. Now, I was going to wait till we look at the Rams defense for this, but like. Screw it. Who cares? Jalen Ramsey played like crap last night. He played terrible. And that's not an exaggeration. I mean terrible. On the night, this was from Eric Mosier of PFF. So they do all their, like, 
PFF grading and stats, initial grades. Now, uh, Eric Mosier is the source on this, but this numbers might be a little skewed. I might be getting this a little wrong, but I don't think I am. It's in the ballpark, ballpark between um, Stefan Diggs and he was lined up against for most of the, the night. Over half the night, Gabriel Davis sometimes from time to time when he wasn't being covered by Troy Hill or David Long or any of those other guys. Jalen Ramsey led up to those two Bills receivers, the Bills receivers. Um, eight catches for 130 yards and two touchdowns on the night. Absolutely terrible. Jalen Ramsey is allowed at least one touchdown in four of the last six games, including the playoff. That's terrible. For the quote-unquote, you can't see me because this is a podcast, but I'm doing air quotes, quote-unquote. You can tell in my voice and tone, too. Quote-unquote, best corner in the league, right? Yes, he's I, he's still a top-in corner, but I don't know if he's even top five anymore. I'm not going to say anymore because I didn't think he was – he was so over. People were so quick to crown the best corner in the league. Like, people forget. You got Jair Glander. These are in no order, but I can probably name five that I think are better than Jalen Ram. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey. Jair Alexander, Tredavious Wayne. I know everyone's down here and the whole world forgot about him. Oh, he tore this year, all this, all that. He's going to be back, I'm assuming, week eight against the Packers. And he'll, sh- like, big boost this defense. Not that they, they showed any weakness last night, but God... I can name at least five. Xavier Howard of the Dolphins. They're better in corners than Jalen Ramsey. Xavier Howard of the Dolphins. Tredavis White of the Bills, obviously. Uh, who else do we have? Jair Alexander of the Packers. Marlon Humphrey of the Ravens. 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 Uh, Marcus Peters, also of the Ravens. Pat Sertan, not very far off, if not as good as him already, of the Broncos. So you, you got at least five or six right there that I just named. So Ramsey's probably like seven or eight. He's in that seven, six to eight or nine range for corners. So I, he just had a horrible game. He, he, bruh, he forced one in completion, and he acted like he just won the damn Super Bowl for the Rams. Like a back-to-back Super Bowl champs. He forced a completion... He didn't even get his hand in it. It was an overthrow by Allen intended for Stefan Diggs in the end zone. It was too high. Jalen Ramsey was jumping up and down, trash-talking Diggs, trash-talking Allen. I don't get it. You didn't win the Super Bowl, so just calm down. You played horrible. And then Josh Allen. You think he took this personal? I'll give you an answer right now. He Allen took this personal and he shoved it in to... Shoved it up Ramsey's you-know-what. <laughs> because R- Jalen Ramsey, now, th- I recall this very distinctly. Jalen Ramsey in 2018, during Josh Allen's rookie year, and I'm not joking, called Josh Allen trap. Josh Allen proceeded to light him up then, when he was on the Jaguars, and they beat the Bills beat the Jaguars that year with a pretty horrible Bills team, and then Allen proceeded to light up Jalen Ramsey even Worse with Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis last night when they won 31 to 10 and when Jalen Ramsey played horrible. So, j- point is, Jalen Ramsey's overrated. He's too cocky, huge personality, and I don't like him. Never liked him. Always think he's over, always thought he was overrated. And Josh Allen completed a pass and he went to trash talk Jalen Ramsey. What do you think he said? <laughs> I got a good feeling he said something. He uh, got it right in his face because Josh isn't scared to do that, as you know. So, 
that's my Jalen. Sorry if that went a few minutes long, but that's my Jalen Ramsey rant. Bottom line is, he's overrated. He's a six to eight corner in the league, but he's dropped for me definitely. I used to think he was top five, not top three, top five. But I think he's closer to ten now than he is five. So yeah, and then that's Diggs' stats. Gabe Davis four catches for eighty eight yards, twenty two average, one touchdown. Once again, goes back. 22 average yards on the reception. And four catches, 88 yards, one touchdown. This goes back to the Jalen Ramsey thing. <laughs> the whole country is making fun of Jalen Ramsey. Other than Rams fans, of course. Coming to his defense. Well, he's going against elite receivers. Yeah, I don't care. You're supposed to be the best corner in the league. Again, air quotes, best corner in the league, quote-unquote. I don't get it. Jalen Ramsey gave the was wide open. Jalen Ramsey clearly whiffed. He just got cooked all night. That's the word I'm going to use. He got cooked and toasted all night. Jamison Crowder, three catchers for 28 yards, zero touchdowns. Now, he didn't do, like, oh, my God, Jamison Crowder. What a pickup this offseason. He was the punt returner. I was surprised for the night. Uh, I was surprised that um, he, I was surprised, you know, that Khalil's rookie receiver out of Boise State with a phenomenal training camp in preseason. I mean, phenomenal. Hitting on all cylinders. Great hands. Great route runner already. He was inactive instead of Crowder. I didn't get the time, but now I understand. Crowder had a couple nice. He had a punt return on 21 and like another one of 23 or 24, I think. Or maybe even 25. I don't remember, and I don't feel like looking at punt stats right now. Uh, Yeah, I just don't. But James Crowder, he, he moved the chains on a few two or three first downs. He helped us move the chains. He, I, I, I thought he was going to get caught. Because of Khalil Shakir and Isaiah Hodgins would push him off. But Shakir was inactive and Hodgins went to the Bills practice squad. So, Jameson Crowder. Nothing, not horrible, not the best. Just, you know, just your average game. Zach Moss, 6 catches, 21 yards, 3.5 average per catch, 0 touchdowns. And Zach Moss, listen, Zach Moss has improved as a receiving back. But he's supposed to be the big powerful back in this Bills offense. Which he showed last night. Had James Cook not fumbled the ball, he for sure, I am 99.999% sure, 0.9, that James Cook would have gotten, again, caveat, if he hadn't fumbled, which he didn't. If he hadn't fumbled, didn't fumble last night, he James Cook would have gotten all that passing down work. Zach Moss would have just been the power back. Since Cook fumbled, he was in McDermott's doghouse, as we discussed and was, as was said and discussed earlier, so that's that. Isaiah McKenzie, two touchdowns, 19 yards, 9.5 average per catch, two touchdowns, two receptions, 19 yards, 9.5 average yards per catch, one touchdown. He did have a fumble, though, so he had a fumble. Luckily, it didn't cost the Bills because the Bills' defense in those young corners and phenomenal D-line all night forced the Rams to punt, so it didn't cost them. That James Cook... Fumbles are turning point, though. It was tied at halftime at 10. This was as impactful, but Allen is third 10 of 10. 10 of 11 after that. McKenzie, like I said earlier, when we started doing these stats, box score, um, he... Okay, so when we... St- Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Let me backtrack a little. So he had a touchdown... But he he had a fumble. I'm sorry, he hit him right in the numbers. I don't think he even got his hands in it extended. Totally his fault. Um, by the way, I saw this nickname on Twitter for Isaiah McKenzie, Muscle Hamster. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's what I'm going to call him. So I love that nickname, Muscle Hamster. 
I'm sorry, a muscle hamster caught, had a fumble and then caught a touchdown. Sorry if I'm all over the place, but had a fumble and a touchdown, so he redeemed himself. But, yeah, that's what McKenzie did in the night. So, Devin Singletary, two catchers, 14 yards, seven receptions. Again, I think a majority, if not all, the passing down work and passing game work out of the backfield would have went to James Cook if he wasn't fumbled and then subsequently put in McDermott's doghouse. But uh, that's what happened. And Singletary and mostly Moss took over the passing down work. Uh, fumble, Zach Moss. Who cares? Garson. James Cook, though, that was the turning point in the game in the, in the second quarter. That's how the Rams tied it up and got a field goal at 10, tied it 10 at half time. So, Bills, I mean, great offensive performance. Great. Let's look at the defense. I'm not going to go over this guy at this ring tackle, this guy at this ring tackle. I'll just go over key stats like picks and everything else. Oh, wait, that's the Rams. I want to do their defense. Uh, Buffalo defensive stats. So, first of all, Tremaine Emmons, nothing special. Taron, nothing special. Taron looked kind of not... He wasn't doing very good. First of all, he couldn't stop Cooper Cup all night. Uh, you'll see his stats in a minute here. Uh, but then he picked up Dane Jackson, had a pick. Uh, <clears throat> and then, the, uh, who else had a pick here? I know it, and then it was... Jordan Poyer also had a pick, and Boogie Basham tipped it up on the line to himself and had a pick. Stafford threw three picks in a night, which is horrible. Stafford led the league last year with 17 interceptions, 17 picks, and everyone makes fun of Allen for having five. Or five. That would have been an amazing year. 15, or, jeez. Yeah, Allen had 15. Everyone makes fun of him for that, but Stafford had three this game and literally had 17 picks. He's bound to have one or two of those a game, which isn't good. He can get a little crazy with it. And then, so, Poyer, Dane Jackson, Jordan Poyer, Dane Jackson, and Boogie Basham, huge defensive lineman, pretty sizable defense lineman, got his own pick. And then, we, I mean, my God, we had seven sacks on the night. Specifically, Von Miller and... Uh, Jordan Phillips is back, which is amazing. Uh, so Von Miller. Von Miller, two sacks. Now he's on our side and not in L.A. with the Rams anymore. Jordan Poyer, 1.5 sacks. So that brings us up to 3.5. Uh, let's see. Anyone else? No. No. I know we had a lot more. And then Boogie Basham had a sack on this pick. Great game for Boogie Basham. So now we're up to four sacks. <laughs> and then this just keeps going. AJ Epinosa had 1.5 sacks. So now we're up to 5.5 sacks, five and a half. Uh. Whatever. I know we had seven. I can't find them right now, but we had seven them. The interceptions, Boogie Basham, Jordan Poyer, Dane Jackson. So that was awesome. This defense played a hell of a game along with the offense. No holes whatsoever. We'll get to my stock down and stock up after this. Rams, I'm going to go over this quickly so we can get to the juicy stuff and stock up, stock down. Daryl Henderson, 13 carries, 47 yards, 3.6 average, which is pretty horrible. Not horrible, but yeah, horrible. And but zero touchdowns. Uh Cam Akers, three carries for zero yards and no touchdowns. Horrible. Daryl Anderson looks like the RB one right now. They didn't even split. It was a pretty it was um uh, the ratio 
ratio. The ratio was 13 for Henderson, 3 for Acres. So Henderson got 10 more gears than Acres, which is very surprising, but whatever. Rams receiving. No one stopping. Cooper got three receptions, 128 yards, 9.8 average, one touchdown. Him and Stefan Diggs went off. The whole Bills offense went off. But Tyler Higby, five receptions at tight end, 39 yards, no touchdowns. Dale Henderson, five for 26, no touchdowns. Ben Skoranek, second player at Notre Dame, four catches for 25 yards. Allen Robinson, one catch for 12 yards. I would have thought they would have taken advantage of the young guys, and not so much Dane Jackson, but Kyrie Elam and Christian Benford, and they Stafford didn't because he was throwing picks the whole game. But <laughs> um, Tutu Atwell, none. Brandon Powell, one catch for 10 yards. I believe he was on the Bills training camp for one a couple years ago, just for training camp, though. And Rams fumble. Matthew P- Stafford fumbled once, but he didn't lose it. Bill's defense didn't recover. Uh, Leonard Florida covered that one fumble for the for the um, uh, Rams. And then uh, we don't need to go over the Rams defense because they gave up 31. Jalen Ramsey got cooked. Cooked, toasted, battered, embarrassed himself on live television, embarrassed himself in front of the whole football world across the country. It was embarrassing. Now, let's. I'd love to do this segment on weekly, and I think I will on this podcast after Bill's game. Stock up, stock down. Now, you might have heard um, similar podcasts do this, like um, Sal Capaccio from WGR 550 does arrow up slash arrow down. Ryan Talbot and Matt Perino do it on nyup.com and syracuse.com. So I wanted to do my own rendition, if you will, own version of it. It's not different from that. It's pretty self-explanatory. Stock up means these guys show. These guys came to play. These guys showed out. Um, and but we're not gonna name the obvious guys like, like uh, uh who everyone was expecting, like Josh Allen. Well, yeah, we know it's Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis. We know who they are. We wanna. Dude, not stinky guys, but guys that people weren't expecting. Stack down. There wasn't a lot from this game, but there are these games. There are just one player along with a few things I want to mention. And then uh, that had kind of an eh. Well, no, that kind of had a bad game, if you will. Neutral, this is where they had just an average game. There are a few guys in here as well. And then to end this podcast, uh, I'll just give a fu- my final thoughts. Just a couple things I want to, you know, uh, encompass this whole show with, this whole episode, this whole game with. This game was just really, really fun to watch, especially for a Bills fan like me, my old fa- myself, and my old family, Bills Mafia. Uh, anyway, stock up. These guys, again, we're not going to mention the obvious, like eh, Josh Allen, Stephen Diggs, Gabe Davis. We ain't going to do that here. We ain't going to do that here because I don't want to like be redundant. Like Every week, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Gabe Davis could most likely be going off, especially Josh Allen. He's the Superstar quarterback, Mega Millions quarter, superstar quarterback. So, but anyway, stack up the offensive line. Aaron Donald did have one sack on the very first drive of the game, but other than that, this offensive line played phenomenal. Mitch Morse at center, stability veteran there. Spencer Brown at right tackle. There was a controversy if he or David Questenberry. Would start at right tackle. Sal Capaccio, which, by the way, shout out to him, uh, 
Sal Capaccio on WGR 550. His Twitter is at Sal Capaccio, just his name. It's this little, like, football emoji thing. Um, shout out to him for providing the snap counts and percentages. Spencer Brown played all 50 on snaps as, as the starting right tackle, 100%. He didn't come off the field and so, Kristen Barrett didn't sub in once. And then, so second, going into second year, promising player, Roger Saffold, great vet who's been with Bill's new offense, the line coach, Aaron Cromwell, on the Los Angeles Rams before, funny enough. And then you've had Deion Dawkins. You know who Deion Dawkins is. And then you had Ryan Bates, underrated guy. Once we plugged him in from John Feliciano, I mean, the run game's significantly, significantly better. With Singador having that very strong and excellent and promising, whatever adjective you want to use, the last six games, including the playoffs last year, he was running like a machine. But stack up, offensive line, I thought they blocked Aaron down. Again, there was that one little caveat, if you will, that didn't affect him at all. They still scored in the first drive with the Aaron Donald sack. But they, they, they blocked. I don't just think I know. Whoever watched would know. The offensive line blocked phenomenally against Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd. But mostly, mainly Aaron Donald. Two sacks on Joshua Knight. One by Leonard Floyd. One by Aaron Donald. I mean, come on. If you can do that. And Aaron Donald wasn't even getting pressure. Like, it's one thing to not even get a sack, but it's another thing not even get pressure QB hit. He wasn't even affecting Allen in the pocket. So, offensive line, great. Devin Singletary. Now, as I mentioned before, he did only have eight rushers for 48 yards, but that is six yards a pop. That is six yards a carry. Uh, exactly six yards a carry. Um, Let me start with that. Exactly, that is exactly six yards a carry because... 48 divided by 8, and we just saw that in the stats I read you. He looked smooth. He looked elusive. He looked explosive. He's like a mi- this perfect terminology for him. He's like a little mini bowling ball. He gets hit. He He's only 5'7". He's tiny, especially compared to Josh Allen, who's 6'5". He is tiny. Ta- and Gabe Davis, who's 6'3". Devin Singletary is tiny. Tiny running back, but he's a little mini bowling ball, whatever little mini adjective you want to use there. He gets hit, and he doesn't break tackles. He just drags guys, and he keeps going and going and going. And he's only like 5'7", 205. Not even that. I mean, I guess a little over 200 is good muscle, but he's small. He's kind of like Isaiah McKenzie, but at running back. (laughs) So he had a nice game. And then finishing off the offensive stock up, guys, here, Ken Dorsey. There was no delay of games. The Rams, by the way, had a delay of game. The refs? And then we, I don't know, they were trying to hand the Rams the game, I feel like, because they missed a clear pass interference when Gabe Davis could have had a touch, really huge catch. Uh, it didn't affect it. I'm going to say that for everything here, but nothing affected this game that the Rams did or didn't do whatsoever. And then they missed a, um, a, a clear delay of game. It went to zero. I don't care if you, if the... Um, head officials are telling the people in New York are telling the officiating crew, the head guys that like, oh, when the clock hits zero, you gotta look at the ball and if the ball is in their hands though, it's a delay of game. It snaps not. I don't care if the zero's on the screen, it's a delay of game. If if um, Troy Hill's arm is around um, is around Gabe Davis's wrist and wrist, uh, wrist yeah wrist or waist or whatever it was. Or Jersey, it's a PI. I don't care what your little rules. That's the rules. If it says zero on the screen, um, it's a delay game. So, but Ken Dorsey for the Bills side of things on offense, 
they were nowhere close. Not only did they get a delayed game, they were nowhere close to getting a delayed game. They were in no urgency. They were, they were no, like, oh, crap moments. We better, there were no, like, oh, crap moments. We better get going. No, Dorsey was calm all night, and he did call from the booth, by the way, which I think helped him. I think he'll be comfortable there the rest of the season. Because if you remember correctly, Dable, his playing calling is questionable sometimes. But he switched from the field view to the booth calling plays halfway through Allen's rookie year. I think it helped him, but I didn't like his play calling at times. He restricted Josh Allen a lot. He didn't use the running game, and then he used the running game in separate times. But whatever, he's on the Dolphins. He's that goes to the Giants now, which, by the way, I don't think he'll do good. The Giants will be this just in this forever eternal eternity, however you want to phrase it, eternal eternity of just head coach rotation. But Ken Dorsey, they look smooth. Like I said, no, oh, crap, moments we got to go. Not even close to the delay game. Communication was on fire, on point last night in the Bills-Rams game. So, uh, yeah, those are the Bills. And then the defense line, like I mentioned, only seven sacks, but specifically Jordan Phillips and Von Miller. Von Miller went crazy against his old team, against the, um, those, the boys he used to play with against his old team in the L.A. Los Angeles Rams. He went crazy. Two sacks, multiple QB pressures. Same with Jordan Phillips. He went off, too. I'm so glad to see him back because he had 9.5 sacks with us in with the Bills in 2019. Shaq Lawson was there in 2019, too, but he was a healthy scratch. Uh, slash He was an inactive last night, which is fine because Basham and Epinesa and Rousseau and obviously Von Miller clearly ahead of him, but so glad to see Jordan Phillips back. Uh, researching his career after in Arizona is pretty terrible, but Arizona didn't use him properly because I didn't watch much of him because he's a defensive lineman, not on my team, but I'm so glad he's back. 1.5 sacks for him. Him and Von will were feasting all night, and then Boogie Basham, he's part of the D-line technically too. He can play defensive or defensive tackle. Right now, he played more defensive tackle, I feel like, because he, he's a big boy for a defensive end. He's not overweight, but he's a big boy for a defensive end. He's got that flexibility. He was a drafted as a defensive end, edge rusher. He's out of weight for us. He's put on a lot of weight, a ton of weight. He's a big boy for a rush end or a defensive end, if you will. So he he's more suited at defensive tackle at this point in his career, I feel like. I say that like he's been in the league forever at this point in his career. He's only in his second season. It feels so good to say heading knives, say Josh heading into his fifth season anymore, or Boogie Basham heading into his second season anymore, or Devin Singletary is heading into his fourth season anymore. Point is, I'm just so glad football's back. Have I mentioned that already? If not, it feels so glad football's back. I love football. so. And then on the defense also, the young corners, Benford gave up a 15-yard pass from uh, Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup. Okay, well, it was Cooper Cup. Who who cares? Benford got smoked by him. Benford got cooked. But Jalen Ramsey played worse than Christian Benford, and that's pretty embarrassing. One thing, one thing that did make it go, hmm, a little bit. One thing that did make it go, hmm, question things is a bit for the Bills is Christian Benford, a sixth-round pick at, out of FCS level Villanova. Pretty low competition uh, at Villanova at FCS level. And six round pick, and he was starting over Kyrie, who came from the SEC, which is the best conference in all college football. That's not opinion; it's just a fact. It is in the in Florida. He was so Benford, a six round pick, was starting over uh, Elam, a first round pick rookie, which just made me question things a bit. So, but they both played very, very well. Benford ended up playing more snaps than. Um, 
Kyrie Lim, though, again, courtesy of Sal Capaccio. He provides snap counts uh, all throughout the season after Bill's games. So if you want to check him out, it's at Sal Capaccio with a football emoji on Twitter. You can check him out there. Uh, and then no punts the whole game. I'm not going to get into the Matt Ariza thing. Just, I'm not. I've had my own thoughts about it. I'm just, don't talk about it. We're moving on. I didn't share it on this podcast for a reason. And I have my own opinions. People have their own opinions. Whatever. You can think you want. I just won't talk about it. But once they cut Ariza, Bills fans are saying, oh, we need a new punter. We ended up picking up ex-Broncos partner Sam Martin. Bills fans are begging, begging for them to pick up either Marquette King, who I didn't want because he has a big, pretty big and loud personality, or Brett Kern, who I did want. Who got cut by the Titans this offseason? Who lost to a rookie? For guy's name doesn't matter. Nor it's nor here nor there. Um, and but I was thinking, and Bills fans were starting to think towards that. Like, who cares what punter we pick up? Do we? How? I mean, really? How many times are we going to be punting this game? This game, this season, this game too. We didn't punt or this game in the last three games at all in the regular season and playoffs. So we didn't need some stellar punter. Stock down. Just a few things here again. Um, hard to find stock down things that went wrong. Nothing went horribly wrong. Just a few nitpicks and things I want to mention. James Cook, stock down. First NFL action, first NFL carry, first NFL run, first NFL rush. Whatever you want to coin it, whatever you want to term it or call it, whatever you want to uh, call it. He he fumbled on his first ever NFL carry, NFL rush. Um. He fumbled, and he was in McDermott's doghouse the rest of the night. Again, like I said, the receiving work that Moss and, to a lesser extent, Singletary got, I guarantee you, 99.9999, all those numbers, percent sure, 0.9, that James Coco had gotten the passing down work. But he didn't. He fumbled. And the McKenzie one wasn't a turning point in the game, but the James Cook one was because that gave the Rams a little bit of momentum. That's not saying much, though, because they only scored 10 points. Momentum in a field goal, that is. Tyler Bass's shanked kickoff out of bounds. Now, Tyler Bass, let's see, he's going into his third season in the league and third season with the Bills, so he should know better, but it's just the first game of the season. I mean, who really cares? They put up 31 points. They won 31 of 10. Just a thing I want, something I wanted to mention. And then the turnovers. First one was on McKenzie. We discussed that a couple times already. Second one was on Allen. We've discussed that extensively already earlier in this podcast. Whatever. That's fine. But Allen played phenomenally after that. Four total touchdowns, three passing, one rushing. After he got that out of his system. But he put on a clinic. Uh, and then neutral. These are guys that kind of eh, had an average game. Not up. No no stack up. No stack down. Just in the middle. Had a pretty solid game. Solidified themselves. Jameson Crowder, good on punt returns. Moved the chains for us two or three times, a few times. Um, Isaiah McKenzie. Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, Isaiah McKenzie, that fumble. I was going to put him in stock down because of the fumble. I definitely was going to put him in stock up, but only reason I didn't because he had a touchdown to redeem himself. And then Zach Moss, he did fumble. That was garbage time. <clears throat> His average per carry wasn't a lot, but he looks like he's finally that power back, and he split outside sometimes too, That mainly that power back, though, that we drafted him to be. So um, I'm just going to give my final thoughts here. Gabe Davis, to close this out, Gabe Davis is clearly, clearly ready to take that next step and have quite the breakout season this year. I mean, when you have 88 yards and a touchdown, yeah, let's look at the stats. But he caught a 53-yard bomb, and I was begging for at least one or two of those last night. Coming into the first pass of the fourth quarter was a Josh Allen absolute bomb. 
53-yard bomb to Gabe Davis. I'm just so happy to see Gabe Davis. Thank God I'm in five fantasy leagues this year. And thank God I drafted him in three of them. Uh, and then second thought here, last thought here to close out. Imagine how scary this team can be, man, with absolutely no turnovers and Trey White back. Imagine if there was no interceptions, no fumbles. And imagine if Tredavious White, not like the... Of course, we miss him as Bills Mafia and the Bills team does, and McDermott and Bean and all those boys in the defense, defensive line, secondary. Of course, we miss him, but he can take his time to recover because clearly Elam and Benford and Dane Jackson held it down. He got those safeties in the back helping. Poyer even had a pick. So, just this is scary. Bucky Brooks, this tweet really resonated with me, and I couldn't agree more. First, let me preface this with this offense, this team, this offense. It's going to be scary, downright scary and legitimately legit unfair for teams. How are they supposed to defend? you got to defend Josh Allen. I didn't even talk about Dawson Knox. Josh Allen, Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs, Jameson Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie, Devin Secondary, James Cook, uh, Khalil Shakir when he's active, which I expect him to be this week, next, this week, next week in Zach Moss. I mean, my God. And then the defense, it speaks for itself. The studs on that defensive line and safeties and the young corner slayer. So Trey White, you rest up. He's on the pup list, placed on the pup list for the season he was by the Buffalo Bills. By the Bills, which means you have to miss a minimum of at least four games. Not allowed back till week five. He's gonna miss six for all intensive purposes. I assume he'll practice starting week five after four games and then ramp up and then he'll be back by the Packers game, which is in week eight, which is good. Because you can ease them in a bit because Packers don't own Devontae Adams anymore. But those are my closing thoughts. Guys, I've said this multiple times throughout this podcast, but it feels so good to have football back. I've been watching college, which I love. Love college. I used to not... I, I, I'm going to tell you, admit it. I used to hate college football, and now I'm like insanely into it. Insanely into recruiting. But I just love that professional football back. Everything that comes with it. I love watching the NFL. I love fantasy football. I love... The trash talking that is involved and comes along with fantasy football. And I love being able to brag about my team again. I, I literally cannot think of a more poetic year than this year is going to be in my lifetime. I'm If you didn't know, I'm 18 years old. So I was born in 2003, which uh, that was a few years into the drought. When I got into football, they were like down in the dumps as a teenager early year teenager when i got into football they were down in the dumps they were not looking good my mom and dad my parents and all my aunts and uncles and all them got to see bills be great with jim kelly thurman toss andre but i didn't but man i cannot because like i said i'm 18 i was born in 2003 personally so like i said i cannot think of more um just in terms of like Bills Mafia and expectation around the country, no one's doubting the Bills anymore. Mostly everyone's picking them to go to the Super Bowl and even, I'll say it, win the Super Bowl, and I am too. I I just can't think of a season that will be more great than this one. Anyways, guys, whew, it feels so good to watch Bills football again. Josh Allen is um, just a creature sent from space to annihilate everyone and everything in his path. Uh, so yeah, let me just finish. I better get going before I go on a rant here. Uh, in a good rant. If I get going, I'll probably never stop. Go for another hour or two even. Let me just plug my socials real quick. Oof, that was a good one. Um, 
My socials on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at AWeingartner13. I live tweet college games, starting to tweet NFL games again. Fantasy stuff, fantasy advice I might do this year. I could talk about fantasy on this podcast. I love fantasy and trash talking. That gets a lot of with it, like I said. I'm in five leagues. Um, so that's AWeingartner13. My personal Twitter. The podcast Twitter, which I promote all the episodes and promote all the promotional items and everything else on there, is at uh, Around the Slice on oh sorry around slice on twitter and then uh the podcast tiktok i want to start promoting that more on my twitter and start doing that more often but podcast to tiktok is at around the slice and tiktok and instagram is in the works so be on the lookout for that oh man thank you for listening to this episode i cannot wait they have 11 days at oliver can recover from his soreness in his ankle because he got rolled up on I just love this team. And then when Trey White comes back, it'll be even more lockdown defense. Ooh, I love my team so much. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening to Around the Slice. Make sure to check me out on all those social channels. I will see you with a Titans preview sometime uh, next week. So, anyways, guys, thank you for listening to today's episode. Go Bills, especially Bills Mafia. This is going to be a phenomenal season. Thank you, everybody, and I will see you on the next one next week with my Tennessee Titans-Buffalo Bills preview.